0: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio
1: Network. Future of Radio. Future of Radio. Future of Radio. The
2: future of radio is
0: here. FunEmploymentRadio.com.
2: This is your first time, isn't it? <laughs>
0: What, you're so much fancier than me? I'm just going to say,
2: no, I mean, not fancier, not by any means. I mean, just, just, just by one one level. No, seriously, that is so awesome, it though. It is
0: so awesome. I did not expect that at all when we were no. opening that.
2: No, that is the advantage of Periscope. Everybody got to see that live. <laughs> uh, if you watched via Periscope at Radio, you would have seen us open up a gift that we received in the mail, which was... Our own personal bobbleheads. <laughs> bobbleheads.
0: I'm a bobblehead. This is my first time No, I know, you Greg, you're old school bobblehead.
2: Well, that's because my brother got me one a couple of years ago.
0: Okay, but. all right.
2: But I guess that's old school. It, either way, it is awesome. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Dylan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internets wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today, including how awesome that was uh, what we received in the mail this morning Um, also coming up on today's show we're going to have our friend Andy Maine is going to be back hey Andy, in here. Andy,
0: which we love having her on. And she's going to be talking about an amazing benefit that's happening tomorrow night for another local comedian named Veronica Heath.
2: Who you've also heard on uh, on here before. You've too. heard on the
0: show. She's a sparkly unicorn. Yep. She suffers from rheumatoid arthritis and she's been in and out of the hospital. She's in, um, I don't know, she's uh, just been like really kind of almost fighting for her life and not kind of almost. She has been fighting for her life. So the whole comedy community is getting together and throwing her a big benefit tomorrow. So we'll okay. talk more about that.
2: All right. So that's coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, so also, uh, a, a few other things. We're going to talk about something that's coming up for us. But I do want to address what we did receive in the mail today, and that was these bobbleheads. So this, these came They're from like Talk about a way to get our attention. I, I will say that. It was, a good, it was a good move to get our attention. So that was from uh, Jason. Uh, listener Jason and he his uh, website blog of dot com is where they where he has his blog and uh, and I think he does a podcast too on there yeah he does and he he sent us in. These uh, customized bobbleheads that he has made of both Sarah and I. We, we've got a picture of them up. Uh, we'll put them up on our website yes, fun actually, fun at funnipunnetradio.com yeah, and Yeah, I'll, on I'll post a
0: picture in the chat right okay, now. Okay,
2: for people who are live subscribers, you can see it right now. And then otherwise, just go to our website. It is pretty awesome. I want to say this, though. The attention to detail is incredible. And I think that's what really got me on this. Because, one, these are clearly recently made because he's got my my summer hat on. He's got my my uh, cargo pants. It's cargo true. shorts. It's your summer hat. Also, he's it's so recent that he's got me with the metal detector. I have and a And that custom... was only
0: like a month and a half ago probably. There is at a, the
2: most. There's a custom metal detector that went along with the bobblehead. Sarah came with a sign that, that has... But on a,
0: one side, like, it has I heart hot dogs. <laughs> and then on the other side, it actually... It's a two-sided sign. On the other side, it says, don't call me ma'am.
2: It is so is awesome. That is so incredible. Thank you so much for making those. I, I can't imagine... I think he must have made those by hand. I, I don't know. Um, no,
0: they're homemade. They're homemade. Yeah, I mean, you can tell if it they're is, in a good way. I mean, the, the attention to detail is ridiculous.
2: It is Even really my maroon cool.
0: docks that I always always wear when it's not summertime like, oh that wow wearing. that's yeah. true mm-hmm. damn my maroon docks a, a pbr shirt a, a little skirt that's exactly that's like my uniform <laughs> and you have your like your cargo cho- your cargo shorts and your
2: yeah sneakers on. yep uh that is uh that is really incredible so thank you so much that's so awesome those are going to live here in the studio so for anybody that comes into our studio here in southeast uh you're gonna you're gonna get to see those maybe we should have people like should should they touch them for good luck or something or is that that's probably too much? No, nobody no cuz then they'll fall over and then they'll break. Oh, no, that's true. We don't want that to happen. Yeah. So don't touch them. Nobody can touch them. Well,
0: don't say that they can't oh, that's touch too far? them. There's, they can is there touch somewhere them. in between. Okay. No, we don't have everybody touch them.
2: Okay. All right. Well, that's that's a possibility. So they will live here in the studio. Thank you so much. That is so so awesome. Um, it was
0: such a pleasant surprise. I mean, anything that we receive in the mail usually from anyone is is yeah. amazing.
2: Yeah. No, we appreciate all of it. And and you never know what we're gonna get, you know. Like I'm just we, so
0: glad we were filming that one.
2: Yeah, I know <laughs> that
0: was so random. We're like, all right, let's do a Periscope. <laughs> we got this present. Let's open it and see what it is. We didn't even know if it was a present. It could have been like from the IRS or something.
2: Well, hopefully they wouldn't send anything in that big of a box. <laughs> that would know. be unnerving. That would just be cruel. That would be very cruel. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, that was that was so cool. Uh, so thank you so much. Um, we will have those up there. Uh, let's see a couple other things that I wanted to get to. Something that we're going to be doing though this weekend, not this weekend, a week from this weekend. Oh Sarah. God
0: it's so soon it's so soon what were we thinking
2: a week from Friday is when it starts and I think it's time that we start uh, talking about this right now Sarah and I are going to be participating and for the third time third time the hood to coast relay here in Oregon so to explain what that is if somebody doesn't know what hood to coast is so it's a very long-running relay what is this the 30 we ran in the 30th anniversary. Yes, I think. I think this
0: is the, oh, this will be the 34th. 34th year. Mm-hmm.
2: The 34th year this has happened. And what it is, is a relay race that takes place from the top of Mount Hood here in the Cascade Mountains and goes all the way down to the Oregon coast, uh, to Seaside, the town of Seaside, Oregon. And it's, A 12 member team yes each member of the team runs three times so the way it kind of works i'm just going to say this just going to lay it out since we'll be talking about it a lot just so there's no confusion there's two different vans so each van has six people in it that are runners and so it'll go like one two three four five six will run and then they'll that van hands off the baton and then that van is done for
0: a few hours
2: Yeah, that van hands off the the baton to the second van, and the second van goes 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and then it starts over again three different times. So you run three different legs if you're a runner in the relay. Generally, there's like some weirdos that do it with only half that amount, but they're weirdos freaks that you don't want to talk (laughs) about They're like the
0: super athletic people. Yeah,
2: yeah. We don't worry about them. We're not those people. But when you do it uh, this way, yeah, you run three different legs, and each leg varies you know on length generally though anywhere from like four miles to like almost 10 miles oh yeah i I don't know what it ended up being so basically it's
0: like it's 200 miles full of 36 legs and so like it's all kind of divided up yeah i think greg i think you have one of the the highest amount of miles wait
2: i do what do you mean i haven't even looked at my legs because i didn't want to know
0: i was looking at it so when they rank them from like the hardest from like one one is the hardest to like 12 which is the easiest
2: i thought i had one of the easier ones Really? I have
0: one of the hard ones? Yeah, I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, man, that's going to be... Because I ran that leg before, and yeah, it's hard.
2: Well, shit. Damn it, I should have
0: been training more. Well, really you still have have trained like, a, a, lot more. a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense.
2: That's how training works. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm doing it, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. I'm just going to be hurting myself. I didn't know I had one of the hardest legs, though, so... Well,
0: let's see, so out of the <sighs> difficulty ranking, uh, so since you're runner number... Uh, so I'm runner number one, and you're runner number two. Yeah, in 1 through 12, 1 being the hardest, 12 being the easiest, you are ranked at difficulty number 3. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, really? <laughs> oh, hey, man. I was able to do that one. I did it. You totally can do it. Come on. You I'm know not that. saying
2: I can't do it, but wow. Okay. That's uh, a little bit more than I was expecting. Um, I have not looked at my legs. And as for
0: mine, I'm looking at it right now uh, for uh, leg 1, my difficulty ranking, 1 through 12, 12 being the easiest.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm 12. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. That's the one I ended up doing. Uh, what was it? Was it last year or the year before? It was last, two years ago. It was two, two years, years ago,
0: ago. Yeah. We didn't do it last year.
2: That we did it. Yeah. So, okay. Well, anyway, I've got the hardest one or one of the the hardest one out of the two of us. That's fine. I'll manage like it. Like
0: significantly harder than mine.
2: Quite a bit. That's what she said. Quite a bit harder. Mm-hmm. Well, I did run your leg, though, which is the first one. And we'll, we'll stop talking about this uh, to, to an extent, but just to explain well, how the stuff works. it's a huge deal. It's
0: one of the largest relays in all of the world.
2: So you're going to be starting, though, from the top of Timberline Lodge.
0: Yeah. Which so is not the top of the mountain, but at Timberline Lodge, which is as high as you can go yeah. without skiing. <laughs> well,
2: y- yeah. To get to the very top of the mountain, that's a whole different ballgame. Well, yeah. Ball people game. might
0: not know the difference. Oh, yeah.
2: So Timberline Lodge is the ski resort at the top of the mountain. It's closest to the top as you can get. So that that's where it starts. Wasn't and, the
0: outside of Timberline used for the Shining? Uh,
2: yes, that's the that's for the Shining. That is the that is the the lodge. That is you know it's the in. Wait, let me remember how it was filmed. I
0: believe it was the exterior.
2: Yes, I believe it is the exterior yeah, for so for the Shining. totally
0: start at the Shining Hotel, which is really cool. Yeah,
2: uh-huh. it's a pretty cool hotel actually. Yeah, it is it is pretty cool. So you're going to be running downhill. From there, which you run quite a bit downhill because you're running down a mountain. And I did this before. Are you prepared to run? Have you practiced running downhill?
0: I have practiced running downhill. I mean, not down a mountain. Well, actually, yes, I have practiced running down a mountain. Okay, because I've been practicing running down Mount Tabor.
2: Oh, okay, all right. That's because good. I figure
0: that's kind of because it kind of does the that gives the loop you a around. little little
2: bit of an idea of it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, and
0: I'm trying and I'm trying to get used to it, so my knees aren't totally messed up when I try to do it for the first time.
2: That was the one thing I discovered was it is it is a different kind of thing. For one, you'll probably break any record you ever had of running a mile because at the end of it, what is it like six miles or almost six miles? That like five point four four miles. Yeah, you're, I ran faster than I've ever run before because it's all downhill.
0: I remember you saying that you're like I just ran like a seven minute mile. i like Jesus yeah, it was Christ. less than that. I think oh, on that wow. first one,
2: only because you're going downhill. I am not that fast of a person at all, but it was so it was it was so quick just because you're running downhill. But you do got to watch out. You gotta watch out. Also, you're at the very beginning, so there's gonna be a lot of jostling.
0: Oh, a lot of people like trying to worm their way through?
2: Yep. Yep. You'll get a lot of jostlers. You'll get those guys that'll take off really quick. Yeah,
0: because I've never started at the starting line before. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually get to cross the starting line, which is so cool. Yeah. At the top of a mountain. Oh my God.
2: That was pretty cool to start, to start the race off knowing that this is going to go all the way to seaside, like 200 and some miles. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's it, It's going to be pretty neat to start it. Like if You'll anyone like
0: ever gets a chance to just look at – there's a trailer for a movie, a documentary that they did about Hood to Coast. I believe it's just called Hood to Coast. If you look at it, it's like two and a half minutes long and it kind of gives you an idea because people are running constantly throughout the night, through mm-hmm. the night, up yes. mountains, down mountains, like through valleys, past llamas, like everything. And they never <laughs> stop. I ran past, there a, llamas. There llamas I ran past a llama farm and I was like, holy shit, that's a llama farm right there. And it's just a whole bunch of crazy people doing this thing that's totally miserable while you're doing it. And the most amazing thing ever, like after you're done.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Then it's true. It's true. Like in the middle of the runs, I'm going to be very um, I will not look like a friendly person. I'm not a friendly looking runner when I'm in the middle of some of those. I, I realize that because I'm going to be hot and I'm going to be um, not happy. And so, if you see me wave hi, and then if I realize it's somebody there, uh, you know, I'll I'll wave and say hi back. But also, this was uh, during this race. If you remember a few years ago when Sarah and I worked for the Portland Trailblazers, we ran with them for for one uh, for one year of Hood to Coast. Mm-hmm. And I had the second-to-last leg, and it was one of those days where it was 90-some degrees, and my the leg I ran was almost all through the sun, through these up-and-down hills, these coast hills, and it lasted forever.
0: Oh, that was like the 10-mile was, run, wasn't yeah,
2: it? Yeah, it was about 10 miles, <laughs> all through so the long. heat, and I felt fine going through the first half of it. And then the second half was— I I just I just zoned out, and you just get you just have to make your mind go. Okay, this is life now. This is never going to end. It
0: never will end. Ever I will
2: always be running, mm-hmm. and that's how it's that's how it is. And so I just have to get used to that. And you're never going to stop ever. So just enjoy the ride because that's all you can do. And that's how I had to convince my mind of that. But by the end of it, because I I was too dehydrated, I hadn't drank enough water, mm-hmm. and I was so out of it. I remember coming up to the finish line, and I was handing off to this other girl that was on our team. And it was I, one I couldn't of the really see her girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was handing off to her, and then I remember you standing over there saying like, "Hey, Greg, Greg, Greg." And I I didn't understand it was you. And I re- remember looking back now. You were so
0: delirious. You don't. You didn't even recognize me. You just walked right by me. I was like, "Yeah, uh, Greg. Yeah, yeah." Hello? I
2: d- I didn't know who you, I didn't know who you were, and I didn't understand that I was stopping running right there. Like I was out of it for probably a good ten minutes, mm-hmm. where I. I I was really confused, very, very confused about what was going on until I got like some sodium and, and drank some uh, some Gatorade and stuff like that. And then I kind of snapped back to it. And I remember even trying to tell the driver that he was going the wrong way because I didn't like the driver wouldn't know where he was going. Oh, sure, wow. I would know. Obviously,
0: <laughs> let me tell you, driver. let me tell
2: you, driver, who's been sitting here uh, how to drive. And it took me a while to get back to it. It's it's a difficult race. It's a very rewarding feeling, though, when you do get it done. It is, it is, but while rewarding. you're doing it, it sucks. Yeah. Like, it doing, just,
0: it sucks so is, bad.
2: Which is why I'm saying if you see me in the middle of one of the runs, I will probably look miserable. Well, I was going to say,
0: too, Mine, I'm running through Portland. So I want people to come to see Oh, yeah, that's right. Us. Yeah, so if you want to come cheer us on, like, we'll give you more of the information as it gets closer. But I'm totally going to run through Portland. So if people want to come and cheer us on... And see and like laugh and throw water on us or whatever. That would be a lot of fun.
2: Right. Okay, that would be awesome. So so there's a there's an opportunity. I think there's a few different things maybe we should talk about with this um, with this tomorrow. Perhaps Uh, Carrie's asking what leg are you this year, Greg? I am number two. I am leg number two this year is the one that I'm going to be. Run shirtless, says John and Boring. So there's a there's that there, that opportunity right there as well. Oh boy. Yes. <laughs> John.
0: He <laughs> was talking to you by the way, Greg.
2: I'm sure he was. That's what I assumed he was talking to me. But now, I, I don't know. I'll have to see about that. All right. Well we've we'll, we'll be talking about this a lot, but I just wanted to let you guys know so what's what's going on with it. And we have uh we have some things we're gonna talk about tomorrow, I think, with this. Okay. That we're gonna break up. Um all right, should we go to do a little bit I of a of I have World a little of bit crazy? Of, World of crazy. Yeah. Yep.
0: Oh, hello, my friends. Hi there. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm already kind of freaking out about this. It's only a week and a half away. (sighs) All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. Got some random stories for you today. First up, Greg, I have a conspiracy theory.
2: Conspiracy theory. That I wanted
0: to run by you.
2: All right. Go ahead.
0: Well, because I know you like a good conspiracy theory, which is why I saw this one. So a Russian academic has now come forward and he is claiming that ancient non-human civilizations actually drove giant cars on the Earth's surface 12 to 14 million years ago with tracks still visible today.
2: Well, that just makes sense. So he's saying an ancient civilization was like for buying around on uh, on on. On the soil, and that's why we see tracks.
0: That's exactly what he's saying. So he's saying that uh, ancient, but he's specifying non-human civilizations. So I don't know if they were like dinosaurs who knew how to drive that were driving
2: around. Well, there was a sitcom about that called Dinosaurs. I remember Dinosaurs. Yeah.
0: So there are tracks still visible today, but they're from 12 to 14 million years ago. So this guy's name is Dr. Alexander Koltepin, uh, leading geologist in his home country, claims that the mysterious groove-like markings. And the Fargian Valley of central Turkey were artificially made by all-terrain vehicles and not created by any natural process. Okay. Uh, So the scientist, who is a director of natural science, scientific research at Moscow's International Independent University of Ecology and Politology. That's a really long... That was his entire title, Greg. Director of Natural Science Scientific Research Center at Moscow's International Independent University of Ecology and Politology.
2: Okay. That is a really, really long title. That's a mouthful.
0: Uh, Had just returned from a field trip to the site with three other colleagues. Now, he described after seeing these markings, which are like grooved into the land in Turkey, he's saying that those aren't from rivers or anything like that. They're from ancient vehicles. Okay. So they're petrified tracking ruts in rocky deposits made from compacted volcanic ash that was run through by ancient civilization
2: vehicles. That were four buying, I'm going to assume.
0: Yes, they were four buying That's all what they were doing. around. And he said, We can suppose the ancient vehicles on wheels were driven on soft soil, maybe a wet surface because their weight, the ruts were, uh, the ruts were so deep. And later, these ruts and the surface all around just petrified and secured the evidence, such as the case uh, well-known by geologists that footprints of dinosaurs were naturally preserved in the same way.
2: Well, it makes sense. I'm going to go ahead and go with it and say that's probably true.
0: Yeah, so he said, <laughs> of course it is, because they were all just running around in all-terrain vehicles. So, uh, so the scientist goes on to say all these rocky fields were covered with ruts left some millions of years ago. Uh, We're dealing with some kind of cars or all-terrain vehicles. The pairs of ruts crossing each other from time to time show that there were multiple vehicles that were being in use.
2: As Bean in the live chat notes, this may mean the Flintstones were real. (gasps) Bean. It's true. It's possible. That
0: is true.
2: Dinosaur wheelchairs. There's another possibility that's being suggested in the live chat at flintemploymentradio.com slash live. Uh, Yeah, so there's all kinds of mysteries to this, but clearly it is one of those. It was some kind of a vehicle. So
0: clearly the Flintstones were real.
2: Could be. Mm-hmm. Or dinosaur wheelchairs.
0: Well, Dr. Kultepin uh, claims archaeologists, quote, avoid touching this matter because it will ruin all of their classic theories, even though they know as well as he does that all-terrain vehicles around central Turkey were driven there 12 to 14 million years ago. Okay. Uh, so the ancient car tracks are are one of a number of clues which prove the existence of ancient civilizations but are often ignored by mainstream scientists who have committed to their own theories.
2: Okay. All right.
0: So he's just... he's. He's standing by his convictions. Okay. He doesn't want anyone to tell him that oh, that you know mysterious
2: creatures weren't driving. I'm on his side. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought you were. All right, out of Pittsburgh. From conspiracy theory to just idiots, a pair of machete-wielding robbery suspects were stopped mid-robbery after being chased off by a, a clerk who brandished a more superior weapon to them, a scimitar-style sword.
2: A scimitar-style sword.
0: Yes. So he had a giant scimitar sword, and they had machetes, and they were scared of him. Okay. So uh, Perry Market Store owner Juad Hayat says that two young men wearing masks came into the shop just before 10 p.m. this past Friday, and one of the teens pointed a machete at a customer while the other brandished a similar long-style knife and jumped behind the counter to demand cash from the owner. Now, security-style footage shows uh, Hyatt swat at the teen's weapon and brandish a blade of his own, which was twice the size, a scimitar-style so- uh, sword. Hyatt said he could have drawn a gun but chose to use the sword to instead scare the teenagers. Uh, I used this when I saw them with the sword to make them afraid. The security footage shows the teens indeed being afraid by his giant sword. Uh, who would They drop their machetes and ended up running out. So police are now trying uh, to—they're uh, investigating the incident and working to identify the suspects.
2: All right, we've got a samurai sword in here. I don't know what would be more intimidating, though.
0: Probably a samurai sword because they're longer. Um, but machetes are kind of. Well, thick. Mash-
2: yeah, machetes would be. Boy, that's a tough battle. That's a tough choice, right there.
0: All right, Keelan says it's just a scimitar. That's—it keeps saying it's a scimitar. That, that's, why was, sword. that's why I was—that's why I
2: questioned scimitar-style sword at the beginning. I wasn't quite sure what.
0: Well, I don't know if it was similar to one. That's what it says repeatedly, scimitar-style okay. sword, which All is right. like the hardest phrase to say, by
2: the way. Scimitar-style sword. scimitar, style swords. Simi- simi- scimitar s- Yeah, it does yeah, kind of get hard after that. Yeah, it's hard. Scimitar-style sword. Scimitar-style... Oh, yeah. Say it three times really fast. Uh, no, thanks.
0: Uh, police are investigating the sword. incident and working to identify the suspects. Uh, at a Palm Bay, Florida. Palm Bay, Florida. Uh, police have arrested a woman, they say went into a store and stuffed stolen clams into her pants and walked out of the grocery store there without paying for the the pants clams.
2: Jokes that I will not make. There. Mm.
0: This woman's name is Deborah Marceau, 52 years young, was charged with retail Debbie. theft. Debbie Marceau uh, was charged with retail theft in the incident. Police say that Marceau went into the freezer section of Publix, which is uh, one of the main grocers there in Florida. Okay. Uh, opened a, bro- a box of frozen clams and then dumped them down the front of her shorts. Wow. Uh, Marceau also tried to put $45 worth of items into her purse, including a frozen pizza. While well, Marceau didn't how get how big
2: was her? purse to fit a pizza in it there. It's like
0: a pretty big I mean, purse. a Totino's
2: you could get in there, but if you're going to steal a pizza, why steal a Totino's? I don't like, know. Why not go for like a big one, like a DiGiorno's or something, you know, something, a stuffed crust. If you're going to steal a pizza, I mean, make it worthwhile.
0: Well, maybe her bag was quite large and she did steal a stuffed crust. Maybe you never know. Well, she didn't steal anything because she didn't get away. With Why not
2: it. dump the clams though? If you have a purse that of that size, I wonder size. how tight
0: her shorts were, like that she was able to dump clams down the front of her pants without them falling really out the legs.
2: Cold and scratchy too, and smelly. Well, yeah, well, yeah, smelly. I doubt smelly's too much of her concern though.
0: Yeah, like who would want to eat like pants clams? I don't know. Well, Debbie or so for one, I suppose. Well. Yeah, so Marceau uh, tried to put the forty-five dollars worth of items in her purse, including a frozen pizza. Alas, she did not get away with any of it. Miss Marceau was arrested and taken to the Palm Bay Police Department. Come on down, try one of Debbie's
2: pants clams.
0: Ew, pants clams is not a phrase that anyone should ever say, ever.
2: Come on over, having barbecue. Debbie's got a pants clam for you. All right. Well, from gross
0: story, I'm
2: have gonna a pizza end. for dessert.
0: Okay. From gross story to gross story, from Florida woman to Indiana man, an 84-year-old man from Evansville, Indiana, is now facing battery charges after police say he dumped a bowl of urine on the head of a teenage boy. <laughs> but this guy, ki- okay, teenage the kid boy kind of sounds like he's kind of a shit ass. Yeah,
2: what'd the kid do? Let me
0: tell you. So this, uh, this elderly gentleman's name is Charles Weatherford. Oh. Charles Weatherford was arrested. Sounds
2: sophisticated. It
0: does sound sophisticated. Uh, He was arrested this past weekend after he reportedly got into an argument with a 13-year-old over uh, him smashing some bricks on his property.
2: All right. I would be upset by that. Well, Charles
0: Weatherford was upset. So the uh, teen told police that the argument boiled over when Weatherford poured urine on him from the second floor of his home.
2: So he peed into a bowl.
0: Well, let me tell you. Where the, where the urine came from oh, So this slither. kid is on his property Smashing bricks And Charles Weatherford 84 years young He hasn't lived this long To have some 13 year old shit apple Smashing his bricks No Well, police responded to a 911 call from Weatherford about vandalism, and he filled out a criminal damage report at his home. A police report obtained uh, noted that there was, quote, a strong odor of urine outside of the home, (laughs) but they were unable to determine the source because at this point they didn't know about the the bucket of urine. So they found one possible explanation when a boy's mother uh, phoned officers to report that her son had been assaulted with bodily waste, according to the report. Now officers came back to uh, to Mr. Weatherford's house. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, Mr. Weatherford did admit he became angry when the 13-year-old was smashing bricks on his property and calling him names.
2: Well, I mean, I'd be pissed off too. I know. Maybe this kid deserved it.
0: He also admitted that quote he did sometimes keep a bowl of urine on his balcony for oh, self-defense. Well,
2: now that's weird. <laughs> then it got weird. He keeps it there, just ready for any time.
0: He keeps a bowl of urine on his balcony for self-defense. God,
2: I mean, in a way, it's kind of a smart, move. Kind of a smart <laughs> move. You have it there, ready if, to go. If, if
0: someone is trying to do something to your house, and you know that you might be risking getting a, a bowl of pee poured on your head...
2: I'd think twice Chances about are, it, it would probably work. I bet this 13-year-old kid doesn't do it again.
0: I bet he doesn't either. Oh my gosh, I love... This guy is amazing. Look at Charles Weatherford's picture.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's a solid dude right there.
0: I I respect Charles Weatherford. Yeah, I because mean, he that little shit was breaking his bricks. He was breaking his bricks him names? and calling him names. So it is unknown whether the alleged urine in the bowl belonged to Charles, uh, another human, or an animal. Uh, <laughs>
2: How is it unknown? He said he keeps a bowl of urine by his.
0: He doesn't say that he he creates a bowl of urine. He said that he keeps oh, a bowl Oh, it's just a,
2: of a bowl of urine. Of urine.
0: Yeah. Well, Charles Weatherford Somehow that makes it more
2: disturbing if it's not his urine. Well, I don't. think I it feel was like speci- that's way more disturbing if that's the case. I
0: bet it's his urine, but he, it's just not specified. Yeah, but
2: if it's not his, that's a little bit. Then it gets into a weirder, weirder territory there.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't. Maybe he's a urine collector. No, I don't think he is. I think he was just tired of the little shit apple. Well, Charles Weatherford has ten dollars to
2: pee into this bucket.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Has been charged with battery by bodily fluid. Which is a felony, um, battery on a victim under the age of 14. He is free on $750 bail with a court appearance scheduled for tomorrow.
2: Is the kid getting in trouble
0: for? Of course the kid's not getting in trouble.
2: Well, see, that sucks.
0: Oh, Alex has a genius idea idea in the chat when she said instead of a bowl, it's better just to put it in a squirt gun or a super soaker. That's better. Better aim. Is it? Better aim.
2: I suppose so, Yeah. Give that little shit a little psh.
0: Well, pst, pst. All right, well, there you have what it, my friends. a little asshole, though. Justice for Charles Weatherford. Yeah.
2: Stand up for Charles. Free Charles.
0: <laughs> Free Charles Weatherford. All right, there you have it, my friends. It's your world of crazy.
2: All right, we should probably take a quick break. Because I think Andy's going to be here any minute, and uh, we need to get her up into the studio to talk about her big event, which is happening tomorrow, which is the benefit for Veronica, and we'll be talking all about that, and a bunch of other stuff awesome. here in just a minute, right here on Fun Employment Radio. All
0: right, but All right. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.
2: All right. And here we are. Yes, indeed. <laughs> now I now it's, it's bringing back all the flashbacks. i um, of of the hornet just being You are hair, like super traumatized up. by this. I'm telling you you would be too. You would be too I if it happened. I know it would
0: be, but I mean I it didn't happen to me so I'm I know. I'm, I'm I'm
1: I'm empathetic.
2: Well, Andy understands my pain. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fun Employment Radio. Does she. Andy <laughs> Main. Hi, guys. To an extent, yes. Yes, she does.
1: I'm Andy Mayne to an extent. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> to an extent. Have you no. had a hornet stuck in your hair before? Yeah, that wasp like uh <gasps> I told the story earlier. I'll just tell it for the listeners. But uh, Oh, no, I missed this.
0: I'm sorry. I didn't oh, hear it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, last year, I was. Um, it was, like, spring, and we had a couple of, like, lazy-looking wasps that looked like they were dying. And I'm like, oh, they were born too early in the season, and they're not going to make it so I don't have to kill them <laughs> because, like, I'm a vegetarian, and I'm terrified of killing a wasp. Like, we only had ant spray. And, like, what if you spray something on this bug and it doesn't kill it? Oh, yeah. You're the, just going to make it mad. Yeah,
2: you're going to piss it off. Oh, Maybe yeah, the ant spray, like, it gives it extra power or yeah, something. I yeah, I could
1: mutate it. So I was like, I'll just let these dudes die. And then um, it was right before bedtime and I let the cat out. And um, I had this tonic in my hair. It's like a special needs tonic for my special needs <laughs> <notes> hair. <laughs> and has super awesome curly hair. My hair is amazing and it takes special tonic to uh, achieve the <laughs> powers. Um, to contain its superpowers. So it was like, I think the alcohol in that just like woke these guys up and they were like, let's go. And only one of them made it to me. But he just like I could hear him coming. And then there was this buzzing in my hair and like my head was shaking. <sighs> oh, God. And when I told Greg this earlier, he was like, "I oh, you are so traumatized, buddy. But anyway, I, ran I mean, this- it was
2: 24 hours ago when this happened.
1: Yeah. So it's it's a fresh trauma. Yeah, yeah. I've still
2: got a giant lump on my head from this thing.
1: Um, But you didn't hear it when it was in your head? No that's the weirdest no idea
2: part. it just got in there burrowed right in didn't oh, feel just a thing
1: silent like, silent
2: until it start until the pain
1: my 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 vivid memory from my thing is like my whole skull was buzzing along with this wasp <gasps> on it oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Greg, you oh, are it's so gross. Oh, i have a buddy. physical reaction. You're having that a story. physical
1: reaction I to this. Can't continue because it's too cruel to you to do. You it. No, have to. continue. Has you have to. You have to work. I'll get it. over it. This okay. is my only this way. Is this, is... Your, mm-hmm. this is your therapy. It's immersion therapy. <laughs> yes, you're getting yes. right in there. Yep. Um. So, like, there was that second. Where you're like, this isn't happening. You know, like, you're just in total denial. And then, and then, I ran into the bedroom and yelled at Paul. Uh, I was wearing a <laughs> bathrobe <laughs> just to so get the full effect. I just was <laughs> screaming, "Paul, what are we doing?" <laughs> and he doesn't know. He's just reading a book before bed. <laughs> and um, I i don't even know if I actually said words, but the thing flew off my head and he smashed it with a, with a shoe. And oh, my God. Did it? So did it sting you or did it no, just it never get stuck got in your me. hair? It just got stuck in my hair. And maybe they're attracted to curly hair. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're attracted to wear luscious locks.
2: Yes. You guys it. both they're are jealous. curly
1: hairs. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. But somehow Greg's was a
0: silent hornet that yeah. burrowed into his head.
2: Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the worst part. Yep. Burrowed right sure in there. It's... I had no idea.
0: Are you sure it was a hornet?
2: Yeah. I grabbed it with my hand and threw it on the ground and then stomped it to a million pieces. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, <God>. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: How could you tell if you completely <laughs> annihilated it?
2: <laughs> Afterwards, there wasn't much left. But
0: <laughs> Oh, God. Is oh. your head still hurting or itching?
2: Yeah. No. Last night. I sound like such a wuss, but I swear it did. It Like, last night, it's like the pain went all down my neck, so my neck hurt all night. And now, it's kind of... Since I've woken up, it's a little bit better. I tried to go running this morning, and it hurt. Like, it was like... <laughs> it's like
1: jiggling around. Yeah,
2: it, it hurt, so <laughs> I couldn't do is it. the
1: lump? Is it like your thumb?
2: Um...
1: Like the top knuckle of your thumb.
2: Yeah, it's right there. It's about. Can
1: I touch it? No, I don't want to touch it. I mean, I like know. You could. I'm kind of curious, but like, I don't want to touch it either. You could. Don't it's root under around there. in there. Nope. I'm yeah. rooting around. I don't want
0: to
2: root around in there. No. Yeah, I'd say about the size of my thumb. Ew. Yeah. But then now and it all spreading? itches. Now my neck itches. That like means crazy. it's healing,
0: though. It doesn't it.
2: That means. Does that mean that the 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 yellow jacket poison like spread all over my neck last night and Probably then now really? it's No,
1: that's all of your. Positive blood cells coming in and saving the day.
2: Oh, okay, good.
1: That's my pseudoscience about it. Oh, listen to Anne. she has the same as acupuncture.
2: Okay, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Okay.
1: Yeah, you're fine.
2: Uh, You're gonna make it, kid. Okay, somehow. Here's hoping. I survived.
0: Hopefully, you can get it done before Hood to Coast because you're gonna have to run for that. Well,
2: I will if I have to run. I'll just imagine there's a bee chasing me, and I will run. (laughs) That will actually work.
0: I was telling Greg yesterday, like, he should just invest in a do-rag or something to just cover his hair when he's running.
2: Yeah,
1: or a plastic bubble.
2: Yeah, that's probably better. (laughs) A hamster wheel. Yes, Mm -hmm. I would totally do that. (laughs) Bubble boy made it. Perfectly safe.
0: It's being suggested in the chat by Shock that you need um, an alarm clock in the morning that sounds like a wasp nest to wake you up.
2: No. Nope. Nope. That would get you out of there. I wake up just fine. I have no need for that. No. <laughs> oh God! Right. When, Sorry, um, I'm I'm still working through it. it just this just happened yesterday. Oh, it's okay.
1: so I just think it's funny, <sighs> like when when Huntsberger and I were on, and all we talked about was like sties and bugs. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it's just a theme at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> how your listeners. It's like know Greg's me. like
0: Andy's gonna come on. Let's get stung Let's by a wasp. Get gross. <laughs> Let's get disgusting. <laughs> So anyway, we can talk about things besides wasps. We can yeah, talk about magical unicorns.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Operation Unicorn. Operation U- which is the best name ever. Oh, thanks. I was drunk. That I- was good. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good drunk idea. Um, oh, one of our friends, Veronica Heath, who is a delight, um, yes. she's been doing comedy in Portland for like seven or eight years, which is like, she's one of, we call her the hot stepmom of Portland comedy. <laughs> and, um, she, as, as she puts it, she won this shit lottery where like yeah. she... She has a disease called rheumatoid arthritis, um, which isn't actually arthritis. It's more like a... um an immune system attacking disease, I forget what you call those. but um, It attacks like joints and everything, right? Yeah, so you yeah it move. just inflames all of your joints Ugh. and um, so she got that and it was like really strong and severe especially in someone so young. So that's already something that's so terrible to deal with and then um, she was on some medication, um, a trial, because like that's how you have to, you have to experiment with your medication to find mm-hmm. out what works because it's like always changing the, the nature of the disease. So uh, it landed her in the hospital like with pneumonia really oh so it was the wrong combo yeah it wiped out her immune system and uh she was like really really sick as sick as you could be and um so we we are having a benefit for her tomorrow at Funhouse Lounge and it's like Twenty different comics. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at this yeah. lineup. It's, it's insane. It is sick. I don't know. It's it's gonna be amazing. Um, like how many hours of comedy is it gonna be? Well, we have a carnival on the side, like a oh, legit wow. carnival with like beanbag toss, <laughs> the fishing game. Um, I procured some weed um to put behind the curtain of the fishing game. Do you guys know the fishing game where it's like you have that curtain that's water and then you're on the other side with like um a fishing pole and you cast it over. I don't and think then, I've ever played the fishing uh, And then game, what
2: people like you hook attach
1: things. you attach things to the other side of the pole and then you you know you got your fish. Like we played Sweet. that in elementary school.
0: Oh my god, I
1: do remember yeah. that in elementary school. Yeah. We would go behind the thing and someone would attach
0: like yeah. a piece of candy or yeah, something. Yeah, like we're
1: going to give away weed. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. And um we we have an amazing raffle. Like I got like a thousand dollars worth of sponsorships from different companies. Like you've
0: a, been working your ass off on this. I've been like keeping tabs oh, on yeah. it. You have done an amazing job putting oh, this thank together.
1: You. Yeah, I found out that I really love calling local businesses and asking for shit for free. <laughs> like it's, I'm really good at it, and it shows. Like it just connected instantly, um, well, especially for a cause that you care yeah. about. Too. Yeah, that makes yeah. it easier. Yeah, so, like, we got um, a couple of really great gift baskets from Aveda um, with their beauty products, and um, some really generous gift certificates from, like, Curious Comedy Theater and Helium Comedy Club, and, um, God, I'm going to forget some things and Feel Bad. Um, Um, I'm looking at the thing. There's a lot. There's so much. We got, like, some tattoo gift certificates, and a couple of restaurants, just, like, Basically, I was Stumptown. I was thinking of all the stuff that I like that's cool, which is what every Portlander likes, which is like tattoos and booze and weed and brunch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, we covered and comedy. That's pretty good. Yeah, throw in
2: comedy, and then yeah, Yeah. you've got Portland.
1: Yeah. So um, it's it's everything you could ever want from a raffle, and um, so we're doing like like Whitney Street is hosting the first round of comics, which starts the the raffle starts at or the carnival starts at seven. And there's going to be lots of other games and prizes too. Um, and then the comedy starts at 8. Whitney's hosting the first round of comics. I'm hosting the second round. That'll start sometime around 9, theoretically. And then Jason Trager's hosting the 10 o'clock round.
0: Okay, got it. So, and then the other comedians are I'm, I'm just going to list them off really quick Stephen Wilbur, Barbara Holm, Sean Connery, Adam Posse, Caitlin Warehouser, Nariko Ott, Hutch Harris. Jesus Christ, this is a good lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Miller, Joanne Schindlerly, Lonnie Brune, uh, Christian Ricketts, Alex Rios, uh, David Zoe Leon. David uh,
1: Zoe Leon from Seattle. David yeah. Zoe
0: Leon. Uh, Brendan Kelly, Ty- Tyler Schnupp. Schnuppy puppy. Schnuppy puppy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Albert Kirchner. Oh, Albert. Yeah. Awesome. And then Whitney Street, Jason Traeger, Andy Main. Oh my God, that, that is, is a so hell of a amazing. Lineup.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty <laughs> incredible. Um, it's taken a lot to organize it, and then I realized this is only like maybe a 20th of percentage of what Bridgetown has to do because yeah. this is like three hours worth of solid comedy and Bridgetown does that times a hundred thousand probably and I'm like whoa <laughs> hats off to you guys yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of work <laughs> so it's a suggested
0: donation of ten dollars mm-hmm. and then that uh, gets you into the carnival gets you into the comedy yeah um, that's a that's so reasonable and the ten dollars goes to don- it's donated to Veronica yeah
1: uh, we're, we're looking for cash donations are preferred and then um, otherwise if you just want to do a donation on the GoFundMe link, which is on the event invite, Um, you can show us a screenshot on your phone of the donation and that can also get you in. But we just didn't want to mess around with ticketing or anything because that ends up taking away money from the cause. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All
0: right. so cash monies, and that's tomorrow night at the Funhouse Lounge. Which, if you've never been there, it also includes Scott Daly's nightmare room. The clown room is there. Yeah, that's true. The clown room. The clown room. It is a room
2: full of Portraits of cl- portraits of clowns. Yep, clowns that's, that's, and like montages
0: it. like uh, Last yeah. Supper clowns. Yeah, like all kind like sexy clowns. There's like, not
1: a subtle clown in that whole no. goddamn that room a of nightmares.
0: <laughs> Plus, uh, Funhouse sells malt liquor.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. they have Irish nachos, which is terrible. used to be telling me what Irish nachos I, are. I think. I mean, I love Funhouse. I love what they do <laughs> for the community. But if I were to Ramsey Kitchen Nightmare that place. I would get rid of the Irish nachos because <laughs> it's potato chips with nacho cheese on it. Wait, that's Irish nachos? <laughs>
2: potato <laughs> chips with nacho cheese. It's Like plain potato chips or flavored potato I, chips? I
1: would never try it. I, I, don't, would ne- I don't know. Oh,
0: it's like huh. really... I mean, but they have other good stuff. I'm sure hey, so you should go have, there and... They have a
1: circus-themed menu. If you circus-themed wanna, theme <laughs> menu. You want to try that out for Just precisely. don't have to eat the Irish nachos. Don't, I mean... You could try them. I don't know. I am a nacho purist,
2: personally.
1: <laughs> Andy's not judging you. Yeah. You you eat what you want. You you put that in your stomach if you have to. <laughs> you, you know, I used you. to think
2: that about poutine, though. And then I tried poutine. Oh,
1: poutine's amazing. Oh. It's amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. It's unreal. Okay, now we're just hungry. I can tell
0: we're <laughs> all hungry because this is when we start to food porn out. All right, so there's that happening tomorrow. I don't know if
2: I call that porn. It
0: hmm. hey, what? I want to talk more about poutine, but no, we're going to talk more about comedy <laughs> because I'd
1: prefer to talk more about comedy. So then, Andy, you have a uh, mixtape coming up. Yeah. PDX comedy mixtape um, probably has like 90% of that lineup in it. Rad. Um, it's at Helium Comedy Club on September 23rd. And, um, we'll have to have you in again before that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, uh, that was base- – we talked about it when I was on the show before, but mm-hmm. – um, we recorded an album at a uh, Jackpot Studios mm-hmm. back in March. It was super good, um, and ever since then, I've been working on getting the album created. So our um, our album release party is at Helium on that Wednesday, and um, so on the album itself, we're gonna sell download cards because that's cheaper. Nice, um, yeah. This is so indie that you know I can't even make a real album anymore. Well, and but it's expensive to. It's you expensive, know, put all and the- like no one listens to a CD in your hand anymore. So, um, but the the download card has album art on it, if that's valid for anything. Uh, totally. <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: Um, hey, you get the music, you get the art. That's all that matters. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or the music, the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, come to that. It's our album release party, and um, it'll be a great little Portland event. It has like. Caitlin Warehouser, Noriko Ott John Washington Scooby Herring Alex Falcone Barbara Holm um, and uh, probably some people I'm forgetting awesome (laughs) (laughs) lots of people (laughs) yeah tons of people and then you were saying that there's uh, something
0: that is recurring that happens every Thursday yeah
1: uh, this is a brand new event um I'm so like can I just interrupt and say I'm so glad when this weekend is over because <laughs> yeah. I've been doing too much for too long and I'm I'm exhausted like <laughs> you're ready to take a breather for a second Oh god I can't wait um <laughs> it's fun it's fun being this busy but I also feel like I'm never giving anyone all of my my um attention anymore I feel like I've been fractured um <laughs> i'm just a shell of Andy <laughs> main i'm just a very broken woman on the podcast with you right now
0: you're good we threw you off with the hornets and hair story that's fine i'm just gonna
1: leave guys i'm gonna go <laughs> take, take a real nap good talk, guys <laughs> just, just slowly, slowly fade down and then
2: <laughs> <laughs> no explanation <laughs>
1: <laughs> right Through the interview, i'm like never mind guys this is not worth it now anyway i'm so excited about my weekly show um it's called art Party and it's at Bossa Nova's. Bo- above the Bossa Nova ballroom is a little nook and it's called the Black Barrel Social Club. And is that like the upstairs, like the balcony area? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's like this awesome like brick wall with a um, tapestry. It looks like a 1980s comedy club up there.
2: Totally. Yeah, it looks like something like a Seinfeld. Yeah. Like would be at. Yeah, you need yeah. a
1: puffy shirt and some <laughs> <Yeah>. rye observations <laughs> about popcorn well, to really that's kill a it up little there. Popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> some real hot button. Popcorn <laughs> popcorn <laughs> but, um, you're so controversial is it soda Andy? or is it pop soda or
2: pop oh,
1: popcorns are explosions in your hand what's the deal with that um, so that's my new brand of comedy now No, I'm sweet
2: kidding. yeah just yes. yeah.
1: food based all Food-based. Irish nachos found your popcorn. niche right there yeah
2: <laughs> what's sick. the deal with Irish nachos <laughs>
1: They're not Irish or <laughs> not. It's just gross. It's just, Please explain. That's disgusting. <laughs> but um, it's it's a great open mic because we have um, storytellers and musicians and comedians all working together. Nice. nice. So um, it creates a really diverse um, art intersectional experiment. And uh, last week was our first one. We got we got a good crowd in there. Um, we had.